Hello, namaste, and assalamu alaikum to everyone. Welcome to the Real Brown Podcast. I'm your host, Major Musa, and as always, I'm joined by my brother, Mo. Assalamu <laughs> <laughs> alaikum and namaste to you, brother, Thank comrade. You. Comrade. Wow. Okay, we're not the real Russian podcast. <laughs> real Russian. Well, I'm glad to be back. I didn't think I'd make the cut since the last podcast. Ratings didn't drop. Ratings are actually uh, holding steady. But I'll, I'll be watching this episode closely to see if. Uh, oh yeah. If, oh yeah. Uh, Who else did you have on? I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean. If you notice, we're missing a brother. So, so her ratings ratings weren't that good. Oh from... yeah. The, ever since the syrup got cut, we had to budget do budget cuts. So we had to drop a brother. The show could not afford three. Trudeau's not paying us anymore. That 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 free money is uh, r- running a bit thin. He's actually asking people to pay it back now. <laughs> oh my god! I can't believe they thought that they could ask to get it back. That money is totally unaccounted for. There's no way that they can enforce proper check in order to retrieve the money to from the people who didn't need it in the first place. Like, so, so you don't you don't think they're gonna make it back? They're asking people to pay it back. Our boy Jagdeep Jagdeep Singh. I mean, money's tight, money's short. Everyone needs money, so they can't just say, "Oh, it's free money. We won't track it." You know how much like of a of like a can, a can of worms that would be everyone would be like oh my god just make a fake story say you have a business say you're a student to to, to provide some context for our non-canadian listeners out there um in canada our government is actually giving us two thousand dollars for free uh for around like four or five months uh it was like, i think six months i like, don't know i didn't receive any of it it was mainly you <laughs> <laughs> i think yeah i think it was like four months or something like that i got like eight thousand ten thousand oh, dollars for free you, you did invest that money right oh boy did i oh boy oh. i feel like there's a juicy story coming up i mean i should i should save this for a separate episode the because that we're still making this means uh probably we didn't take off did it? <laughs> it it did take off but you know it's all about jumping off at the rocket ship at the right time because you know it goes to the moon but then you run out of fuel at some point and it comes crashing down back to earth <laughs> uh, and you know some of us some of us don't pack enough jet fuel for the whole trip you know, depending on the year on the, in the orbit, the moon could be below Earth, so your rocket could be plummeting into the moon. Yeah, rather well, than... as always, timing is everything, and unlucky for me, the moon was not at the below orbit that time to oh, catch. Oh man, you should have consulted like Prem Jyotish or some sort of oh, astrologer. Oh, the astrology, numerology, oh stars, oh yeah, sky. Y- your business, your your relationship, your marriage, your all- health, your wealth, your walad. All the problems would have been solved had you just called that mysterious number and probably left a voice message. I know. I was gonna. I was gonna go to Sima and D, and she was gonna look at my numerology, my astrology, my uh, my hand signs, my eye signs. My, <laughs> my 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 toe wrinkles toe wrinkles oh my god to find that perfect man i mean woman <laughs> for you so to answer your question i didn't i did invest i did invest in stocks good as a wise adult you should invest yeah so around that time you know zoom stocks you know i made a majority of my fortune on zoom but then i lost it all to tesla what papa elon did not make you money that no. stock only goes up how did you manage okay. to lose money on a stock that only goes up? It goes up at certain times and at um at uh 
September it was going down and that's what I invested in it. But now it's like 600, 700. So, you know, if I invest in Tesla now, invest in Tesla now. If you invested in it now, after it got included into the S&P, it, it's uh, people, people are making mad bank. In the long run, Tesla's not just a car company. It's an everything company. Well, it's so, a battery company. It's like battery energy. Type. Battery energy storage, software, cars, you know, internet, rocket ship. You know, <laughs> come on. They're taking over the world. At $700 per share, that's very little. Tesla's going to be a trillion, if not multi-trillion dollar company in the next decade. Move aside, Apple. Here comes Papa Elon. Well, uh, Elon did overtake uh, Bill Gates as the world's second second richest man yeah, after he's Bezos. Currently the second richest. You know how fast he did that? Oh my God! In a year when everyone's struggling, he's like, you know what? I feel like being come well, number okay. two. You know, I think it's because Bill Gates was too busy, you know, trying to tr- put tr- track everyone with vaccines and try to microchip me and try to spread coronavirus. OK, Bill Gates, I'm on to you. My dad, he tells me every day that coronavirus is a hoax. Oh, my and, Lord. and Bill Gates is trying to microchip me. And this is, in fact, true. <laughs> Our father does tell us this every day. Oh, my Lord. And my wife, she's a healthcare worker. So front line, front line. Front line. So do you know how much of an awkward conversation this is where this lady sees the, you know, the harsh realities of it at the hospital? And then my dad over here from the comfort of his home, he's like, that's all fake. It's fake news that none of that is real. It's all the business. It's all the government's plot in order to sell more vaccines, in order to raise capital, to fund the war, oh, oh, to oh, end the, all Muslim religion. The, the, no, this, this, this is what he told me uh, a couple of days ago, um, especially in like countries like Bangladesh and stuff, you know, the more brown countries, they want to keep coronavirus going because and they don't want to start schools and stuff because they want to dumb down the population. They're saying the population's too smart. So like during this whole time, school has been like shut down in like Bangladesh. And so they're saying that you know the government wants the population to be less educated so they're going to keep schools shut down and this is their excuse wait it's possible to make the population less educated (laughs) (laughs) i mean i mean it's the largest population density in the world or probably one of them and i'm pretty sure education isn't very abundant over there it's i mean it's like a huge market just to sell education all these private tutoring companies just to teach english charge thousands of thousands that's what i said too i I said that dude in bangladesh like the private private education industry everyone has after school tutoring everyone has uh uh there's tutoring there's private yeah tutoring and private like two different things apparently (laughs) um and like they send so their kids after school they send their kids to like uh private tutoring which is like you know they go to like a second class and like they learn in a second yeah yeah, no yeah coaching yeah Yeah. coaching they send them to coaching which is like you know a class round two so you like pack up go there and then when they come home they do private which is which is like they're being a private tutor and then he teaches you like the the, apparently it's for you ask questions that you were too shy to ask during coaching you ask during private to get that private uh education so to give an american analogy imagine you went to school from say you know eight to three then after school you got kumon from let's say you know four to seven and then at seven o'clock when you get home you have a tutor waiting for you to help you with any extra questions you may have had and then after the tutor is done with then you probably get to eat and go sleep and then you repeat the cycle over again until the next uh exam period 
And 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 yeah, and this is also, mind you, when you're what as like you said, like you know, middle school, oh, elementary yeah, yeah. school, this, middle this is, school. This is for when you're in grades, you know, two, three to you know six. <laughs> yeah, not even high school where it really matters. This is literally where education, and this is hundred percent true, even in like Bangladesh and like those countries, education, like school, does not matter until high school. Like literally, because you know, to get into. A proper uni- well, in here to get into a proper university, you don't really need to start trying till high school. But in Bangladesh, they they start trying from like um, you know middle school, elementary school because to get into a good elementary school, middle school, you need to have high grades in elementary school, and then to go to go, get into a good high school, you need good grades in middle school. And so if you mess up anywhere along the way, like let's say you messed up in elementary school, now you're in a shitty middle school. If you're in a shitty middle school, you're not going to get into a sh- good high school because you're in a shitty middle school, and then. If if you get into a shitty high school, you're not going to get a good university because you're coming from a shitty high school. So you need to keep this chain up all the way from your younger. And it's all just a scam to like for <laughs> these coaching and tutoring and all this education bullshit. But the reason why he's saying that they stopped education is because um, the students apparently go on protest a lot. They strike a lot. So in order to like in order to be like because if they open up the schools too early and they didn't put the proper infrastructure in like, you know, because they're not going to implement social distancing <laughs> online they're not even implementing <laughs> online education so the students are gonna start protesting because they're like you can't expect us to go to school during like, the coronavirus thing so the government's like fuck it you don't even get school anymore you know you're all gonna be stupid we're gonna lower the education level and we're gonna just keep ruling the country because you know we're corrupt politicians oh my god now they're gonna start opening up illegal schools <laughs> kids illegally Dude, getting education that sounds like a bollywood movie like you you, you just get imran no imran khan and he's like he's like it's like the 3d it's guy oh no that's Salman. imran khan died i uh-huh. <laughs> you're thinking of uh, uh salman khan the other khan uh the richer khan <laughs> man no, it's not saif ali khan amir khan there amir we go khan. Amir, amir khan, khan. yeah you, you just have a movie of him like illegally starting to teach kids during coronavirus oh funny thing you mentioned you know you know how in certain cultures i won't mention which um <laughs> women are not allowed to get education well, there are movies That's like pick pick any of the Muslim cultures. <laughs> Take your pick, <laughs> mostly. But uh, there are movies and documentaries out there where women and girls they get tracked where they're going outside of their home just to make sure that they're not getting education. Mm-hmm. So public schools, like GPS tracking? No, not GPS tracking. There'll be uh, guys on the like streets. <laughs> no, there'll just, just be guys on wandering the streets. They have nothing better to do, to do but eat, you know, drink tea or eat whatever food they are and they follow girls to see you know where do they go routinely Mm -hmm. so the girls that go to school can't even take the same route to school every single day they have to change their route every day Mm -hmm. take longer routes make it look like they're going somewhere else only to end up in the same place and this is just so they can go to these hidden schools that illegally teach women or give women education Mm -hmm. and the parents while they're risking their lives their children's lives to make sure that their daughters you know grow up to be decent educated human beings however the barbarians on the outside they don't want this to happen so they you know illegally well i won't say illegally the government's really not enforcing this but they don't at the same time they don't do anything about it and these girls they're terrified but they know the importance of education so these girls from you know grades three to eight they go through these risks, put their lives on the line just to do some algebra. 
<laughs> as mean as that sounds, that's the harsh reality. And over here, I can't even convince my younger siblings to do, you know, proper you know, free education they get where their lives are totally not at risk. Well, they take it for granted. They don't they don't know the other side of the coin. They don't know how hard, you know, some of these other people have education. Have you know it. what? I should send my children there first. We raised them there so they know the harsh reality. Didn't, didn't that happen to you? You did your school early schooling in Bangladesh, right? Yeah. And I would say that shaped me up into to be a you know a decent student and a competitive. I recognize the importance of education. So since grade three, I was a competitive student and I was I was self-driven to, you know, get the grades, go the extra mile. Meanwhile, I see the kids next to me, they're like, What are you doing? <laughs> That is school doesn't matter. Let's uh let's skip school and go to the mall. Yeah, and to my surprise, in Bangladesh and all these other schools I went to, the grades they give you like a percentage, like you know you got ninety five, you got a hundred. Over here, I bust my butt off in grade three only to get a letter, B plus, A minus. <laughs> what does this even mean? What do I quantify this as? Am I am I rank number one in class? What's my rank? I need to know my ranking. <laughs> That's how we went by in those public schools. You got ranked based on your exam or grades or whatever. They would send a list and you'd be like, rank number one, this guy, rank number two, that guy. Mm-hmm. The high, Oh, by the way, the highest rank I made was number two. Yeah. I was almost there. In, in what grade? Grade three. <laughs> Yo, Yo you, no, pe- you peaked early. I peaked early. Yo, rank two in grade three. Oh, my God. That was a big deal. Mom and my parents were so happy. Really? They weren't like, why you number one? Well, why course, you number two? Huh? Why you number two? Of course. Yes, they did, but this was a new new record, so they were they're happy a little bit, you know. They didn't want to take too much away from mm-hmm. it. But of course, the next target was number one. But before that could happen, I moved to Canada, and I thought, oh, you know, brand new clean slate, you know, I'm gonna be number one. I give a report card. What is this? My father looks at the report card. I was like, what is this? <laughs> Muhammad is trying very hard to do do well in school it's like <laughs> well, what yeah, does they, that they mean write your, write your little yeah. report as the, the teacher tells yeah like, the copy and paste you know description of how well or how how much you're struggling in class but you know that literally means nothing my mom didn't even couldn't even read that properly she just looks at the letter and goes what does this mean <laughs> and i'm like i don't know <laughs> i know all i know is i, I got 100 on that you know math quiz but you know i don't I, so anyways that's a whole lot of uh, education problem. You know, when you did schooling, there any like in Bangladesh? Yeah, in Bangladesh. Do you do you remember like any like any of the scariest things or any like the hardest things? You well, had to do? aside from the trauma that you get from because the teachers could also hit you, right? Yeah, that's where I was getting. <laughs> aside from the abuse that you got from teachers, uh, what traumatized me was probably not the story you're looking for. But on day one, on the very first day. Mom put me on a school bus to uh-huh. take me to the school. There was school buses? I got a school bus because I went to a private school mm-hmm. because uh, we grew up in Qatar. And in Qatar, it's Arab, It's an Arabic Arab country. So obviously, I didn't speak an, a word of Arabic. And so as a result, parents thought the best thing to do would be to send me into a Bangladesh private school mm-hmm. where they taught English and Bang- Bengali at the same time. Mm-hmm. So they admitted me there. That school was located somewhere near downtown. Mm-hmm. And so a school bus would come pick us up. However, parents did not tell me on how to get back from school and on what bus. So I figured I'll take this blue and white bus. That's uh-huh. what was the color. I'll take this blue and white bus. It took me to school. It's probably going to bring me back. School ends. I go to the parking lot. They're all blue and white. <laughs> and me being the... Like, was your numbers? 
no, no numbers. The way people knew is you just politely asked the driver, like, hey, is what... But in Arabic. No, uh, since we went to a Bengali school, uh-huh. the drivers were Bengali. And so now I had to find my bus. Uh-huh. So I started looking for like distinct features that my bus had, looked like ripped seats or green seats inside. And I thought I had found my bus. So I just sneak in and sit. And then I just waited until the bus would leave. But then the drivers noticed me and he's like, hey, you're new. Mm-hmm. Where do you live? And I told him my address and he said, you're on the wrong bus. And I thought he was going to beat me because, you know, I, I, I made a mistake. And so I started crying and wailing. And I said, I don't know which bus to be on. Please don't hit me, please. Uh, I am so sorry to be on your bus. <laughs> 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 and, and this guy for like, oh, my God, kids, stop freaking out. Yeah, hey, yo, oh. yo, yo, man, yo, chill, chill. chill. I didn't even touch you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So so then he you know he starts yelling at other bus drivers they're like hey yo whose kid is this hey, hey yo, someone come this kid yo whose kid is this so they started yelling like hey who go, who goes to this kid's address and they're like oh it's it's me and I was like well this kid's on my bus take him and then he takes me to a bus that's a totally different color mm-hmm. and then I'm like wait what why is this bus a different color than the one I went and they're like well we clearly don't have a dedicated bus to destination we just take whichever one's open. So then that's pretty confusing. Yeah, yeah. As a kid, you know, when things don't make sense, what do you do? You ask for help? No, you just, you know, assume things. So then after that, you know, I, I learned that, you know, just ask questions. Don't take the wrong things. And, you know, adults aren't so mean back in 1990s. <laughs> Nowadays, I'm not sure if that would have transpired the same way. But yeah, that still haunted me. Well, you know, you, you, you grow and you learn. And I, I imagine you've taken the correct bus since. Yes. And, and I've, I learned from that. And that's why in Canada, I've never taken this transit bus from the same tra- because of the trauma, the first you know, bus experience. <laughs> Yo, Mo, uh, we're getting on the bus. Are you hopping in? No, I'll walk. It's okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'll walk there. I'll meet you guys there. All right. Yeah, no kidding. There's a lot of times where I could have gone somewhere. My friends were inviting me, but I realized that I would have to take the bus and I don't want to look like the, that idiot again. Be like, oh, how dare you go on the wrong bus? It's all your fault. Could you imagine if the public bus drivers are like, wait, who the fuck are you? Yeah, yeah. I don't know you. Yeah. You're new. Like what? Do you even have, do you have credentials to be on this bus? Are you certified? certified. Let, me, let me see your papers. Let your, me see them. Your passport, please. <laughs> Deported. <laughs> Anyways, okay. Moving on to our next topic uh, called... Cheese. I love cheese. And um and to and to and to translate that, I guess it's like, what is that? Or what Be- the fuck is this? Well, what the fuck is this? <laughs> um because in Hindi, cheese just means thing. So what is this thing? Who's that Pokemon? <laughs> and for today's cheese is Kerala. What up? bitter melon oh bitter melon <laughs> what, the, what the fuck's up with that who, who eats who's who eats who, for whom oh my god is this vegetable made and why do they why does my mom keep trying to feed me it, it is not it it literally the name is what it is it it's a bitter vegetable no matter how you cook it you can't get the bitterness out of it but yet your parents will keep frying that shit up to you and serving it to you being like it's good for your eyes it's good for your eyes trust me eat it it's really good and so and 
I thought it was just a brown thing, but I went to like an Asian restaurant with my friends and they ordered bitter melon. Wait, which country? Thai? Like Chinese. Chinese. Chinese oh, yeah. Okay. They eat bitter melon. They're like, yo, Your this friends is... ordered bitter melon? Yeah. They ordered. Get is, is, what, what, um, well, what's, well, it, what's it called well, in, uh, in Bengali? Well, well, what's it called in like, Hindi? Is it uh, called Kerala? Uh, no. So just to set things out, Kerala is a state oh. in India, <laughs> not a vegetable. <laughs> Um, in Bengali, it's Korola. Korola, yeah. And I do not know the proper pronunciation of Kerala or, or the vegetable, but I think it's somewhere around there. You have, probably have to Google it. But I know Kerala is the state, and those people will be very upset with you if you all call them vegetables. <laughs> they take a very they have they take much pride in their education system. Supposedly, they're the highest educated in all of India as a as a population. Which makes sense. A lot of their tech hub and stuff is located in south of India, where mm-hmm. Kerala falls in one of those regions. But anyways, yes, bitter melon. Do continue. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I just I just wanted to bring that up. If you eat bitter melon, if you eat Korola, let me know in the comments below as to why you eat it. You know, I think that's why our parents beat us. It's because their parents made them eat this vegetable, and as a result, <laughs> they became bitter. And for every mistakes and stuff we made, they just beat us. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, I honestly, I'd rather take the beating than try to, than eat any of that shit. Cause... It's right because the pain heals over time, but the Kerala taste it just stays in your head, and you know how how that tastes. English. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what I... did what dish did they order it in? It was like a bubble tea. Don't tell me it was a bubble tea. No, it's just like it's just like fried up and like oh. some like uh, some like Asian like rice vinegar and sauces and stuff, and oh, wow. it did not taste good. I don't. Are know. your friends of like sixty years of age or above? <laughs> no, they liked it. I don't know why, and I don't well, know why people keep eating this. I stuff. mean, I guess the, in their country they eat things like you know thousand year old tofu and you know century yeah. eggs. So I guess you know distinct odor and bitter taste is part of their flavor palette. But you know, not yeah. not. I mean, fair. not for me. I'll pass on this cheese today. I'll, not good cheese. Not cheese. Not cheese. Okay. And moving on to our main topic for today is, and um, what I mentioned in our first episode as to why I even created this podcast in the first place. It's that void that you feel every week after watching the latest episode of Patriot Act because you want some extra brown goodness. But, dun, dun, dun. Patriot Act was canceled on June 6th of this year. Rest, rest in peace, Hassan Minaj. Oh, wait, no, he didn't die. Sorry, his show died. My bad. Rest in, rest in peace. Yeah, and, you know, I guess you could say coronavirus took it from us because it, uh, it happened oh, during the... 2020. 2020. Oh, my God. It's taking everything we love and hold dear. June 26th, 2020 was the final episode, or when they announced Patriot Act being canceled. Oh, my God. Oh. It it um was it the highest like viewed episode because it's the last episode. <laughs> I think is so that's the thing. It happened so suddenly. It's not like Hassan put out like a thing like this is our last episode. We're doing a big finale or anything. He was in the middle of his season, and then it just stopped. Yeah, I think I... he because he put out. I think the last episode he put out was the black no the George Floyd. Oh, that one? The George oh, Floyd episode. The, okay, the Black Lives Matter episode. And it was, it was a really good episode because he talked about um, kind of how, you know, South Asian people are racist as well. And, yeah. like, they weren't, you know, contributing to the whole, like, you know, Black Lives Matter kind of awareness that was kind of going on uh, around that time. And be, I think, like, he mentioned in the episode, and you can go check this on Patriot Act, was um, 
there was like brown people watching it happen from the back or something. So the, the murder of yeah, the yeah, Lord? yeah, no. and like no one was doing anything, and oh. like he just so he's saying that like you know we're all blaming you know the white people. There's like an Asian guy involved as well because one of the police officers was Asian, he wasn't doing oh, anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also brown people weren't doing anything either. And there were brown people in the proximity. Yeah, there were brown people in the proximity, oh. and they weren't doing anything either. I mean, to be honest, you don't want to mess with cops. Yeah, you don't want to mess with cops in general. <laughs> you might end up shot. <laughs> but like, if someone's dying, I feel like well. I, they didn't know yeah, they, they were didn't, dying, they didn't know right? yeah so, it's 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 a very complicated situation people um, could have acted on it but at the same time mm-hmm. you don't mess with the cops in america oh my god you might as well deal with the mexican cartel then <laughs> then deal with the cops you know? i mean but at least the mexican cartel is more organized <laughs> <laughs> oh snap they're less corrupt <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but as uh, as i was saying the show was abruptly canceled after during their sixth season and it's been i guess like six months now since the last episode i mean aired. i think netflix probably said in some report that the show probably wasn't profitable for them and whatnot which uh, to some point it may be true they were running out of you know protection to protect hassan minaj from getting assassinated from saudi arabia <laughs> i mean they can only put in so much you know uh, take on so much hitmen mm-hmm. <laughs> hit jobs but, on Hassan. But it's ridiculous though, because I I feel like it was one of their more highly rated shows on Netflix. I was having weekly episodic content coming on. They in total thirty nine episodes of Hassan, of Patriot wow. Act, six seasons. Wow, that's really good. Really good, right? And the thing is, like, if there wasn't, you know, as you're saying, like, it wasn't being profitable. If there wasn't that demand for that kind of content, why? Why is Andrew Schultz? putting out <laughs> his own bootleg version of Patriot Act. I don't know if you've seen this. You can, it came out, um, you know, very, very, very recently. But Andrew Schultz, a comedian who I respect and I'm a fan of as well, um, used to do these like Instagram videos or YouTube videos, like six minute long videos of him like quickly going through, you know, stuff happening every week. Um, and it was really funny. It was really funny. And he took that same format and now he's doing like half an hour episodes. And it basically just looks like a bootleg Patriot Act, like a bootleg low production quality of Patriot Act. Because he just sits there and there's just pictures changing. Whereas Hassan Minaj had his all all his hand movements oh and God. he's his moving around visual team. the stage. And he had the whole like, yeah, the his whole visual stage. team. Oh, I think that's where the budget went. They couldn't afford that visual team. Yeah, but like, you know, after the, they already paid for it, the initial set. It's not like they can return the things. Well, it might have been on lease. We don't know. Right. <laughs> But, it, yeah. it, it's really funny you mentioned that because on Hassan Minaj's last tweet when he mentioned you know Patriot Act being cancelled he said um, and I'll pull up the tweet right here uh, he said um, thank you to Netflix and to everyone who watched now it's time to return these screens to Best Buy <laughs> the return policy was running short it's 90 days only <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I guess I guess it was only 39 episodes. That was our turn <laughs> policy. <laughs> oh my yeah, god. Yeah, but you know, honestly, it's a, it's a really it's a really it's a big shame to see that show go. Just I mean, and like you said, if you, if they think Andrew, oh, I don't know the guy Andrew Schultz. I've seen an episode. He showed me an episode. Yo, on it, it's yo, not the same. It's not the same. It's literally and the topics themselves just feel like a redneck conspiracy version of Hassan Minaj. Hassan Minaj was going after like you know like Jamal Khashoggi, Saudi Arabia. He was going after student loan crisis. He's going after like, Harvard. 
He's going after these hard-hitting topics, you know, that were, like, complicated. Andrew Schultz, he's going after... He's calling Black Lives Matter a hoax. He's calling coronavirus a hoax. Well, there's a clear he's, distinction between their show. Uh, Hassan Minaj's goal is to educate a population with, based on facts and research that him his and his team have done. This Andrew Schultz character, he's, it just seems like a rant video of him basing his opinion based on whatever the popular opinion is at the time and no, just it's, it's going fun. through it really, really quickly without presenting too much information or too much data and just knocking it out of the park one at a time and not focusing on any particular topic for a very extensive you know, time on a time on there. Yeah, and dude, the guy even looks like a white version of Hassan Minaj. I thought, I thought he's a was tall, Logan lanky. Paul. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, now he's on Netflix. Oh my god. No, no, man, Logan Paul, yo, Logan Paul. We get to save Logan Paul for another episode because he's a whole other yeah, can of worms. Hopefully, Mayweather takes him out for good. <laughs> yo, get your bets in now, boys. I was I was watching a Joe Rogan podcast and. It's funny enough, it was the episode that Andrew Schultz was on the podcast with Joe Rogan. And Joe Rogan's a fight commentator and like he so he knows his like fighting stuff. He thinks Logan Paul might actually have a chance against Floyd Mayweather just because Logan Paul's like a big built guy and he thinks he can take like the punches and stuff from Floyd and like there's a chance that he might be able to take down Floyd Mayweather. I mean, if you think of it as a real match where you're comparing stats, agility, youth and all that things those things considered, he has a shot. But Floyd Mayweather is not going to give up his undefeated title to Logan Paul. And if he is, the amount of money he's going to cash in on is got to be insane. And I don't think Logan and his PR team can afford that. Like Mayweather is probably one of the world's richest athletes. Yo, but he but he also spends that shit like crazy. Apparently, he has he he he's not good with money at all. I mean, he doesn't have to be. He probably he has a team that invests and spends money for him. But I don't think he has a team. He doesn't. I mean, it's probably just him. Just, just him. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Apparently, he has like a car, like a different like sports car in every city of like every different color for like just oh, like shit. What I've seen or what I've been told was that in in L.A. he has a car he has a set of cars luxury cars you know Lamborghini Bentley whatever they're all black for L.A. and then I think another state probably New York they're all white the exact same replica cars but they're all white and so you know when he flies back and forth that's where he you know indulges his money in however at this I again I'd like to reiterate he's not going to give up his undefeated title if he wanted money, he could just be like, hey, Nike, I want money. And they'll be like, okay, here, sign this gloves. <laughs> you know, immediately it's worth thousands of dollars. He doesn't have to degrade himself. No, but this is like millions of dollars in that pay-per-view fight he's bringing in. And he, and on top of that, he's probably betting a lot of his fortune on himself to win. <laughs> I, I, I think it, it was probably, you know, agreed upon with both sides is that the match will either end as a draw or Mayweather will win. Because that's the only reason I see Mayweather even agreeing to such a fight. Dude, if if Logan Paul wins, can you imagine how much money that the bookies will have to pay out? Yeah, because yeah. uh, because the, yeah. the odds are stacked way against yeah, him, and the yeah. people that because there are people arbitrage betting yeah. on on uh, Logan Paul because you know there are there is a chance he might win, and the payout will be like. Ginormous. I mean, I think it might bankrupt Las Vegas. Or... Is this fight in 2020 or 2021? 2021. I mean, 2020 oh. is almost over. If it was 2020, I could imagine Mayweather dying before that. 2020 is taking yo, on, every... Odds on Mayweather dying. Yo, yo, yo pull, pull him up. <laughs> How long, much longer he lives? He lives through COVID. He catches COVID. <laughs> 
diving back into uh, Hassan Minaj, you know, it's really sad to see him go just because... That is true. This is uh, Hassan Minaj's show is something my family deeply enjoyed. Not just current family. My in-laws and their family also watched Yo, Hassan if, Minaj. If your show can bring your in-laws together. Right? Oh, my God. Like, we, we, we would go over on the weekends and, you know, first thing would be, hey, let's watch uh, Pets and Patriot Act. And we put it on, and my father-in-law, he watched because the, the host is brown. And so he's like, oh, this must be Muslim. good. Muslim? Oh, oh he, we sold him on the Muslim part. <laughs> and then, yes, he watched, and then he saw, like, the how Hassan, you know, presents good information. The visuals kept my mother-in-law, you know, interested. I'm kidding. <laughs> so then, you know, as a, and every weekend, we'd be watching the show. And then now that we're out, now we have to fill in with, like, Our Planet or something, or nature <laughs> shows. Where sure it's visually appealing, but it's not educational anyway. Like, what am I gonna do knowing that you know certain birds have certain mating dance and rituals? Like, what? <laughs> so what? So what? Exactly. And honestly, um, it kind it makes sense. I mean, it doesn't make sense, but it's ridiculous as to like why the show got canceled. Because I'm sure Hassan Minaj wanted to keep it on, keep doing stuff, um, and. Well, the reason why it was canceled 100% is just because the topics he went over. They were way too controversial. They're way too hard-hitting. His episodes were banned in Saudi Arabia, the Jamal Khashoggi episode. I really doubt most of his revenue was coming from Saudi Arabia in the beginning. Yeah, but Netflix has to appease because they have viewership in Saudi Arabia. Hold they on, hold have... on. Dude, does Netflix still have cuties up as a selection? for? I think so. I think cuties is still up. Yo, Isn't that oh banned in some countries? How Dude, is that shown? That, that, that says literally child pornography. Oh, no, don't oh don't, don't I, watch cuties. It's oh, disgusting. Oh my god, it's terrible. But anyways, they keep Lily Song Singh on TV, but the kid rid of Hassan Minaj. Right? That was kind of weird, I thought. Right? Superwoman? Oh my god, I can't watch that show. I don't I don't know. I mean, I do know why. It's just... It's I mean, she's trying to represent the brown community and, you know, to she's, her credit... She's trying to represent a lot of communities. <laughs> now the LGBTQ. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, sure, go ahead, whatever. But it's... I I, don't know, I just can't watch her. Like, I watch... Yeah. And I watch, like, every late night show. I watch, you know, Stephen Colbert. I watch Seth Meyers. I watch... Jimmy Kimmel's gone better. I didn't like Jimmy Kimmel out for yeah, Jimmy... True, yeah. Fallon still sucks. Um... But Lily Singh, like I, I can't believe she. Has I liked her, her uh, when she was a YouTuber. You'd get ten minutes of your Lily. Yeah, you but know, now, her as a YouTuber was pretty good. I liked her early content, like her early mid content. But she's gotten so mainstream now, and it's not even like you know, I, I'm a hipster and like, oh, she's too mainstream for me. But it's just, I, what she's become, it's like, it doesn't feel authentic anymore. Yeah, yeah, it's it's true. I don't feel I don't feel the, I don't make the same connection as I do with Hassan Minaj. He throws in the brown jokes, the Indian oh, stuff, yeah. the Asian things, and those are good. Those are once in a while a little bit of you that. Know, and the is pop great. culture, you know, Hassan always did great pop culture. You yeah. know, he talked about you know you know kicks. <laughs> he talked about um, streetwear. You know, I'm a, I'm yeah, a, I, I like streetwear. <laughs> yeah, I'm a I'm a streetwear enthusiast, and you know, Patriot Act also won a Peabody Award. So a Peabody Award is like a prestigious award given out uh, for journalism and hard-hitting content. It it uh, it honors the most powerful, enlightening, invigorating stories in television, radio, um, and in like media. And it, it, it won the award, I think, in 2018. So getting rid of a show that's like acclaimed by, you know, critically acclaimed, um, the only thing it kind of points to is like it has to be just because Netflix was getting a lot of flack from, you know, Stuff like Saudi, they're also getting a lot of flack from Indian people because oh, not like I want <laughs> to say covered I want, I want, the Indian election in depth and discussed how corrupt they are. Yeah, not I mean, only that, 
cricket. He touched their beloved cricket. And the the dude was just spitting facts. <laughs> he was just spitting facts. And people, people, you want the truth? You want the truth? You can't handle the truth, literally. Like I said, I think that most of their budget was spent trying to keep us on safe. <laughs> and they're like, man, we can't protect you anymore. Lawsuits. <laughs> Lawsuits are all over the place. Also, you know, Patriot Act and Hassan Minaj... It's not without some of his own personal controversies as well. Apparently, on like the set of Hassan Minaj, or no, I keep saying Hassan Minaj, like Hassan Minaj is the show. On the set of Patriot Act, um, some of the writers, um, female writers on Patriot Act, they were quote unquote silenced um, for some of the episodes uh, because you know they want to cover like you know they want to go like more in depth about a topic. I I, I won't say specifics because I'm not come. I don't I don't have specifics on me right now. Um, but like you know they want to cover like you know more specifics in, like the Indian election story or something. And Hassan would specifically say no, we're not gonna say that no. So he would like censor his writers in a sense. I um, mean that's not really censoring. That's him filtering content. Censoring would be if there was some sort of abuse going on and he's silencing them and yeah, preventing the truth. There is, yeah, yeah, and as I 100% agree on too, it's just like it's Hassan's, you know, preference in terms of like how he wanted the show to be portrayed, and it's not like you know he wasn't hitting on hard hitting topics. There is kind of a limit as to you know what you can say about some exactly. things, you know, without you know trying to completely alienate a whole people or whatever. Uh, but yeah, but the show itself online, you know, you can look up these controversies. There were some internal female writer controversies and, you know, writers speaking up on Twitter being like, Hassan Minaj, uh, you know, was silencing me or something like that. And, you know, there might be some, you know, credibility to that. I, but I don't think, you know, that kind of overshadows the whole impact Patriot Act was able to have as a show on television and as an impact on the brown community. Maybe the graphics team were just like, dude, we can't. We dude, can't, we, we have gotta no graphic, stop. We have no graphic for this. We can't put this on. And Asan's oh, yeah, like, yeah, well, yeah, if yeah. the graphics team can't use it, uh, I can't put it on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, there, there, there is stuff like that. But, you know, I just, we just, we just, we just want to take this time to, you know, say Patriot Act, you know. Hey, look at the, look at the right side. Look, look at the right side. Now that there's, there's an opportunity, there's a void that Hassan has left. And then you could be the next Canadian act, you know. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, Canadians are uh, getting up there. Um, oh, yeah. Um, we, we have a lot of our own controversies. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about that, but. You know, you, we won't get a deal with Netflix, obviously, but you can try bringing it up with like HBO. Like, HBO hey, Max. H- <laughs> yo, 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 how about this? And HBO will be like, yes, now it's our turn to do payback and do stories against Netflix. Yo, HBO, if you're watching this, I can be your I can be your next Hassan Minaj. Yeah, looks I, like- got, I got the arm gestures. Listen. The sweaters. He's got the, the sweat- sweaters. I got the sweaters. I got I got the streetwear, you know. <laughs> yeah, the if beard, you're look- if you're the look- mustache. If you're looking for talent, undiscovered talent. Yeah, right here. Yeah, the more you delay, the more his negotiations are gonna go up. <laughs> Just do yourselves a favor, sign them up now. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Well, you know, Patriot Act's been good, yeah, but you know, here's to 2021 producing, you know, better, better brown yeah. content. Well, now we have the you know John Oliver from his studio by himself. I mean, that's that's what I go to now. <laughs> He's not bad, but, you know, Hassan Minaj made that, you know, you could connect with him at a personal level because of where at, he is from. At a mel- mel- melanin level. Melanin level. <laughs> I mean, John Oliver, as good of his, as his show I, is. I love John Oliver. Yeah. He, he's amazing. He was, he was amazing. Yeah. Man, he's Last still week going. tonight, 
yo, check it out. He's not you... on, who, what studio owns him? HBO, right? HBO. Oh, yeah. Okay, so they're not going to pick him. <laughs> they already have John Oliver. <laughs> Dude, there's so many of these like late night shows happening. I mean, they could have two. Yeah, who who picked up Lily Singh? I have no idea. Oh, okay. I think she took over like, I think it's like CBS. Yeah. No, no, not CBS. CBS has Colbert. Actually, oh, well, anyway, regardless Anyways. of as much as I don't like the way she produces, but mm-hmm. I'm proud that, you know, a, a, a person of, you know, as close we're to our Brampton, culture. Brampton, Brampton. From she's, Brampton. Yo, she's just like a city over in Brampton. Yeah, they're, you know, she's she's made it big and yeah, she's represented. Good for her, good for her. Good yeah. for her. I would, I would just like if her content was a little, you know, cleaned up. That's it. nothing personal on Lily. She can do whatever she feels, you know, as mm-hmm. her life, her choice. But if you're going to represent, you know, well, look at you mansplaining how to Lily, uh-huh. Lily Singh, how she should run her show. Okay, it's Superwoman, not Superman, okay? Uh, uh, but yeah, COVID, uh, COVID 2020, sorry, it's COVID 19 now. COVID 20 is coming up soon. The next patch has just been discovered. The next strain in the UK and South Africa, I believe. So, are you ready, man? That's gonna... what's what's this new strain so it's supposedly it just news came out this weekend mm-hmm. so it's a new strain of covid that is 70 percent more spreadable mm-hmm. oh my lord wait well how, how do you even measure that what do you what does 70 percent more <laughs> spreadable mean you sneeze you know in this direction you see how many people catch it and then versus you sneeze in this direction uh-huh. and see how people catch that but you know COVID was already from the beginning more spreadable than like flu and mm-hmm. anything else. That's why people, you know, started enforcing, you know, social distancing. But uh, a disease or a strain that's 70% more, can you believe it? Now your social distancing distance will be like 12 feet, 12 feet apart. Two masks. Two masks. <laughs> people are already doing two masks. When I was in um, China yeah. um, on a connecting flight to Bangladesh, yeah. like, I had three masks on because because oh, yeah. that's what it was very early on. It was like in February, yeah. March ish. You had um you had a mask which which was uh you know a paper mask and then you had a C ninety five mask on top of that. Wow! Well, this was before the supply was did it went mm-hmm. dry. <laughs> you could put on as many masks as you like. Now you you put on three masks, you're gonna get punched in the face. <laughs> <laughs> but our nurses don't even have three masks. You are wearing three. Oh my god. Yeah, but uh, vaccines around the corner though. So yeah, but let's, there's a slight possibility that the vaccine will not cover this new strain. Really, it, it doesn't cover this strain. It's only the previous strain. I, I I do not have the medical knowledge for this, but I it's a possibility. It mm-hmm. is unlikely, but there's a possibility. And knowing 2020, every crappy possibility has come to fruition. So. Well, 2020 is almost over. Yeah, it's it's gonna go out with a bang. Watch. <laughs> The new strain causes zombie-like symptoms. <laughs> Yo, that that did happen. Um, and apparently in Norway or Greenland, no, I think it was Norway. There was a mink farm. You know, minks are like these uh, weasel-like creatures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and and people use mink for their fur, so they like literally farm for their fur. Yeah, and apparently yeah. they got COVID from like the farmers or something, and it mutated in them for like a more spread. I think yeah, for a more spreadable version of COVID. So what they had to do was they had to kill all the mink on the farm before they could spread it. And so among a bit, <laughs> so they they killed all the mink, and then apparently 
Someone decided like to they, eat one. They buried them, oh. and they were apparently still alive. Like the zombie mink is essentially what was happening. Like they were still, oh they, they were like they they weren't able to kill them somehow or something. <laughs> and apparently they were showing zombie like symptoms, and zombie minks were actually a thing. Oh, yeah, the flesh rotting off. They're chasing after you. Dude, that's that's a terrifying sight. Imagine it's just like uh, that movie. Uh, 28 days 28 like? days well we're a generic zombie movie yeah, uh, the but kingdom instead of, instead of monkeys from Netflix. Yeah. instead of monkeys it'd be mink minks <laughs> i don't even know what it looks like i wouldn't even know what to look out for <laughs> it's a weasel you say it's those like a, things like get a, in everywhere <laughs> exactly that's, a, that's exactly it and they'll literally weasel their way into <laughs> <laughs> they'll be climbing up trees you know vents vents and yeah, your ductware now i'll really need that indian guy that cleans ducks please you must clean my ducks i know you <laughs> i need to- duck cleaning i need duck cleaning <laughs> But sir, we don't actually clean ducks. We just we just scam you out of your money. <laughs> is that what it is? Oh, I actually don't know. But at the rate that they call, it sounds like a scam. Because it's always an Indian guy that I want that asks <laughs> if my ducks need to be clean. True, and I don't know if it's my my like ducks and ducklings or like ducks in the ducks? ceiling. I have no ducks, sir. You yeah. need to yeah. you need to get out. No ducks. No ducks in my house. My coworker, this female coworker, got so pissed at them. She kept kept yelling at them. I was like, listen. I have no ducks for you to clean. And the guy still probably offered some special deal. <laughs> Dude, that that happened to me too. Um, but I was living in like a rental uh, a rental apartment in Toronto. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you need duck cleaning? I'm like, Dude, I don't own, I don't own my, I'm, a, I'm renting. Well, what, what the fuck? I don't need duck cleaning oh, ever. Yeah. I, want, I want to talk about some uh, arranged marriage uh, horror stories, um, you know, because wow. arranged marriages, believe it or not, are still a thing in 2020. Yeah. Uh, I, I had there's a certain YouTube video I could point to that you know where you could get more informed on arranged marriages. Oh, <laughs> are, are you trying to plug something in? Yeah, you know, not saying you know I do. I have been doing a YouTube channel uh-huh. during COVID while people were making bread. <laughs> <laughs> and you're making a different type of bread. Oh, in bread? No, no, no. Uh, uh, um, okay, okay, they're Alabama. Uh, you gotta chill. Alabama. <laughs> oh man okay so yeah um horror arrange horror stories well there are plenty let's let's just end with one you know one one for our viewers there are plenty and we'll we'll do a whole episode on arrange on like intricacies of arranged marriage small one Mm -hmm. small a small story so our family knew a family we'll call them family a Mm -hmm. and our family was approached by a different family called family b Mm -hmm. family b needed uh male for their daughter and then we noticed that hey family a has a male that is looking for a daughter to you know or not daughter that looking for a female to get married to their son Mm -hmm. so we figured hey they would be great for each other maybe we should introduce them so family b uh was like great we know we'll meet at your house since you're the middleman and that everybody both families know so you can be the medium through which we're introduced Great. We'll be here at this time, this, etc. Well, I think I know the story you're talking uh, about. You probably do know the story <laughs> you're talking to. So then, uh, family A and B, the fathers of both families, talked to each other and they agreed upon a time and date. And mm-hmm. they both agreed to meet and bring their whole family so that both sides can see both sides of the family and see what they're getting into. So then, um, the big day comes. Family A shows up at our front door. Let's let's give Family A and B a name. You know, Family A can be uh, the Guptas. The Guptas, okay. And Family B can be the Patels. Patels, okay. So the Guptas show up uh-huh. at our door, and my siblings were not aware of what's going on. So they were they were wondering why is Gupta family here? They thought maybe they're here for 
Oh, and there was Ramadan that day. So everyone's starving. Yeah, we're all starving. <laughs> so they thought that mom probably and invited... Dehydrated. And dehydrated. <laughs> so they figured mom probably invited the Gupta family over for, you know... Uh, iftar. Iftar. And we didn't same think much of it. So we brought them over. We started cooking. And then Gupta, the father Gupta asked, so where's everybody else? And I thought they were just asking about our mother. Mm-hmm. And then we said, oh, they'll be here. Don't worry. So our mother comes home. She's like, oh, no, they're here. And we're asking, why? What's going on? And mother, you know, informed us that, you know, the Patels were supposed to be here. This is a an arranged marriage, you know, first impressions meeting. Uh-huh. This is where they get to know each other. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, well, where are the Patel families coming? And mom's like, I don't know. Let me call. And so <laughs> she calls them uh-huh. and the Patel family is like, oh, shit, I'll be we'll be there right away. What do you mean? Uh, oh shit! They're making it sound like they—I think they forgot, or they thought of a different date, uh-huh. or whatever. But maybe there was some miscommunication. Regardless, they were not aware that they needed to be here. So we have iftar, we eat. Now we're just sitting, twiddling thumbs, and the Patel family hasn't arrived. The Gupta family is hugely embarrassed. They—they feel disrespected. They're, mm-hmm. they're, you know, they made, they brought their daughter, they dressed her up. They dressed her up. Yeah. Like, it's like, it's like, it's like getting stood up on a date. Exactly. But like the whole family got stood up. So, uh-huh. you know, how that, that pride yeah, and If respect. you think one person getting stood up was bad, <laughs> imagine stand, standing yeah. up like six people. Right. And so then the Patel family shows up after the iftar. And mm-hmm. then I open the door and here's the kicker. I see Mr. Patel, Mrs. Patel, and that's it. Their son didn't show up. What? And I'm just going, oh my God, this is not happening. Dude, it's like a train wreck. It's like, a, it's, yeah. like it's like watching it live. Yeah, it's, like, it's like you're seeing a flaming train approach the train station and you're like, oh, nope, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so surely enough, um, I open the door, let them in, and then I go upstairs and start eavesdropping from the stairs because mm-hmm. I don't want to be you know, in the crossfire of this heated discussion to be that's going to be happening. Mm-hmm. So the Patel and Gupta family... Um, they meet the father of the Gupta, father Gupta is looking at you know Mr. Patel and he's just like you piece of shit. His first question is, "Where's your son?" And Mr. Patel says, "Oh, he couldn't be here." And immediately uh-huh. everyone's heads like, "What do you mean? <laughs> this is supposed to be an arranged marriage first impressions meeting where you mm-hmm. bring all sides of the family and your son." had something better to do i mean he may have but unless he's like trying to cure cancer or coming up with covid like <laughs> covid cure covid cure not, well, not covid not, not coming no. this, is, this is in wuhan well this, this is what's happening in wuhan now. <laughs> no no this, this is very much in canada uh-huh so in their heads they're like excuse me what do you mean your son couldn't be here mm-hmm. and their excuse oh my god it was the most worst excuse ever they could have used like you know work excuse like maybe he got pulled into work last minute he said he had plans and he's probably hanging out with his friends. Oh my god! And that—that that what he actually said. That, he was that's hanging what, out that's with that's his what Mr. Patel told Mr. Gupta, uh-huh. and Mr. Gupta lost it. And he's like, "Okay, everyone, get up. We're leaving. We're leaving right now." Wait, and was this before or after iftar? After iftar. After, okay, yeah, after, so after the yeah, yeah after yeah, iftar, yeah. yeah. And he's like, "Get up. We're leaving right now." And then our family steps in, like, "Oh, don't be rude. You know, they just got here. You know, mm-hmm. give him a chance and things like that." And Mr. P- Mr. Gupta's like, "Give him a chance." Mr. Patel, first of all, 
disrespected me and、mm-hmm. embarrassed my whole family by not showing up on an agreed upon date and time、mm-hmm. with his whole family. On top of that, he gives me a bullshit excuse that his son had plans. He was too busy to think about his own marriage and his own future.、Mm-hmm. What kind of son is this? And if it's a son, if that, you know, that excuse is valid, I don't want to have to do anything with that.、Mm-hmm. And I do not want my daughter married to that son. And you know, blah, blah, blah. And then Mr. Patel. Uh, is a very calm and ma- well mannered man. So he you know, took all this you know, yelling. He、mm-hmm. took it very well. And he said, Mr. Gupta, I sincerely apologize. I take the full responsibility for this. I actually thought that our meeting date was for the following weekend, not this weekend.、Mm-hmm. And then Mr. Gupta is like, Don't use that on me. I <laughs> called you a few days earlier. You agreed on it. And On, th- on that note, you know how sometimes you know, people talk to each other, they go, Yeah, 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 like, but they're not actually paying attention. Maybe they're on the computer, yeah, 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 yeah.、Like、hey, <laughs> so I'm in my head, I'm thinking maybe that's what happened. And Mr. Patel probably just you know, you know, flew past his head,、uh-huh. and then you know, him being old, it probably you know, registered on a different level. But you know, again, it's not an excuse. He probably should have followed up, but like, Hey, is that the date, etc. But, anyways,、mm-hmm. so Mr. Gupta's pissed. And he just wants to leave. And then, you know, and then Mr. Patel and Mrs. Patel sincerely apologize. And they said, you know, we're very sorry. You know, we're sorry that to have ruined what probably could have been a good, you know, relationship between two families.、Mm-hmm. But, you know, because of our actions and because of how you feel, or we feel like that's not going to happen anymore. And for that, we apologize and we wish you well for your search towards a son for your daughter. And at the same time, we hope. You wish, you know,、uh, good on our search for a daughter for our son. And that they left, and it was like, you know, bitter feeling. You know, Mr. The Gupta family left, the Patel family stayed behind, and our parents were consoling them.、Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, oh, you know, that shouldn't have gone like that. And Mr. The Patel family is like, yeah, you know, we tried, but, you know, because of my, you know, misunderstanding, My son didn't know the meeting was today, so he was already out.、Mm-hmm. And he didn't, it wasn't like he refused to show up. He wasn't home. Oh, see, that's what yeah, I thought it was. Because、yeah. I'm like, he probably didn't even want this. Like, a lot of the times, you know,、uh, one party or like one of the arranged marriage couples, like, probably not as into it. And he's exactly, like, I don't、yeah. care. I'm not coming. I don't want to、yeah, meet them.、Yeah. And I thought that's what he pulled. Yeah, But no, he no. actually. He actually wasn't there. And then. At the same time, he's very you know, true to his word, so、Yo. he's not going to cancel plans the, last second either. So. The, the dad, I mean, Mr. Patel cock blocked、yeah. him. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Patel screwed it up. So that's,、uh, that's the horror story. So next time, if you ever have an, a, a meeting like this, make sure you, you know, do your due diligence, follow due up, diligence. You know, clear the calendar, make sure you update on everyone's Google check, calendar. You know, check once. Oh, yeah, send a Google calendar. You know, if、yeah. they send Google calendar invites、yeah. to both parties, this wouldn't have happened. It would have、yeah. been a. It would have been a holy matrimony. Yeah. And we could have had, you know, one event to go to instead of two separate ones. Oh my God.、And、instead, we just hosted a very awkward iftar party. Oh my God. It was <laughs> oh my God. That, was, that must have been so awkward for us hosting it. You know, that event, that moment was an actual real brown shit that went down. Because <laughs> that kind of thing probably, you know, doesn't really happen to another culture, I imagine, you know. First impressions, meetings between before an arranged marriage is actually set,、mm-hmm. you know, where they're discussed. That was supposed to be a thing where they see and ask basic questions where do you work? What do you do? What's your career? What's yeah, your prospect? Yeah, like, you know, like first job interview. Yeah, but their first opening question is, Where's your son? <laughs> well, <laughs> he, he we don't know. He didn't even show up to the interview. 
<laughs> yeah. Instead of sent his parents. parents. <laughs> Could you imagine going to a job interview and your dad goes for you? Yeah. Oh yeah. So you're you're Mr. Uh, Oliver. Actually, no, I'm his father. <laughs> <laughs> and your dad comes home. Son, we got you the job. <laughs> you got it. You got it, son. You're in. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Anyways, oh man. That that's wild. That's some real brown shit there. And okay. on that note, looks like uh, we'll uh, wrap up today's episode. Um, if you liked what you heard, please uh, subscribe. Um, you can find us on en- anywhere that uh, podcasts are available. I thought you were going to say, find us on NPR. <laughs> I've been listening to too much of that. Yeah, too much at TED Talks. TED Talks, Planet Money. But anyways, yeah. Yeah, yeah you can find us. On, we're on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube. Um, you know, leave us a comment or a review or whatever. Uh, it, donation, some money. <laughs> money would be good too. <laughs> you can uh, Venmo Mo, apparently, uh, uh, but don't, don't actually. Um And uh, yeah, and we'll see you guys hopefully soon. All right, catch you in the next episode. Kadafis. Alafis. Alafis.